This is podcasting. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hello. And Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones in Podcast. Woohoo. Woo. And like we teased, this is, well, I should probably say who I am. I'm Dry Archuleta. <laughs> I'm the host. Nice to meet you. Hey, thank you. Uh, with me today, we have a Hello. And we have Robbie. Hey. And back to the thing I was saying. Today's the episode that we've been teasing for a week now. Yeah. Uh, on the live show and on the last episode. Um, the post show and on the dead on the, show. On the, all the things. Uh, Star Wars. We are starting our Star Wars coverage, which will last all the way till December. We are watching one Star Wars movie a month all the way through till December. Yep. Um, what you're probably saying, who's not seen Star Wars? Uh, if you're saying that, you haven't w- listened to this podcast before, because <laughs> it's me. E has not seen a single Star Wars. Nope. The most is, I think I've seen a couple episodes of Clone Wars, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. So, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we really got ta- start talking about Star Wars, though, yeah. uh, Robbie, what's up? What's up? How's life? It's life, you know, working my usual six-day week. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> uh, funny thing is um, it may get busier before it gets better. Uh, other than that, uh, apparently, the since you looked at me all confused, um, <laughs> I guess the manifolds are coming back and like, hey, we need 1,500 by the end of the month. It's like, oh, cool. And awesome. I think I'm like one of four people that are willing to work on them. So you get to choose? Kind of. Well, it's like one of those because it's a skilled workmanship thing. Like, there's certain things that people aren't good at. Like, uh, part of like the remember whenever I see like a whole bunch were actually coming back to uh, us because like, people were messing up on them. There's like one employee still works there. Uh, they, I think they actually had over a thousand that they had to rework because they screwed them up. Great. Yeah. It wasn't like a huge group. It was like they didn't deburr them correctly. So there's like sharp edges in them and such. Which but... you don't want. No, you don't want you don't want sharp edges and like possible flakes of aluminum coming off in your ventilator manifold yeah yeah but yeah cool. i don't know some people need iron in their diet <laughs> yeah and their lungs right in your lung yeah. <laughs> well, i mean it goes straight to the bloodstream at that point sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they don't have them working on those anymore for that particular reason um besides that it's i don't want to say it's one of the harder things to work on there but there's a lot of paperwork behind it right and people yeah, like, i imagine yeah people don't like doing all that paperwork for it so like to be fair, I think I've actually like completely used up all the ink in about three pens since I started working there last year. Wow, that's yeah. ink. pens have a lot of ink. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, uh, still preparing to move. So doing that while working six days a week is going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Thanks. I'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you need someone to take all your stuff, I- I'm there for you. Hey, thank you. He <laughs> won't be giving it back. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That could be uh, beneficial. Maybe you count yeah. some of the stuff. It's like it's the... like a pawn shop, but you don't get anything. Yeah. <laughs> a, so a thrift store. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's more of the same on my end. Cool. Uh, yeah, not much has been going on with me either. I've been trying to watch a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> and get all these other special things that we're trying to do for the podcast lined up. Yeah. It turns out getting four people who have not been on this very much to go and do a podcast. It's a little hard. (laughs) It's a little difficult. Getting people who are hardly on the podcast to do a podcast without us, that's weird. Yeah. Wow. Can't imagine it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then today's my birthday. Yeehaw. I'm a whole old now. Yeah. 
Yep. You're 30. on the same playing field that I'm on. I know my. <laughs> <I'm not> even, <laughs> I don't know. Why I made it that sound threatening, but no. But like literally today, I sneeze and I'm like, "Fuck, my shoulder hurts." <laughs> it, it kicked in right away. I mean, you know the big five zero. That's what happens. I, what three zero? I hate you. <laughs> I guess an E and a dry I make a five zero ish. There's a little change, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a whole lot going on with me. What about you, E? Um. So as I have said every week for a while, <laughs> I've been working on my game. Uh, the last update entails, entails me working on a single player sprite sheet for over 12 hours. Fuck. Nice. Yeah. Um, everyone likes it, so that's good. Everyone's like, oh, man, the animation is really smooth. At least there's that then. Yeah. yeah. It wor- paid off. Yeah. And I, I always forget how simple, like things can be to impress a player because one of the other changes I did is I made it where I could just put in a number and that changes the size and like strength of an enemy. If you were like, yo, I like how you have like the giant enemies and stuff. I was like, that took 10 minutes to make. Giant enemies are cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just it's like, why Shadow of Colossus is so popular. Exactly. Yeah. It's just what I see. You, you know, you, you always think too hard about some things. Some, it's the simplest thing sometimes. Yeah. Um, so there was that, and got got some good feedback on that, so I've been working on that a lot. Uh, I I found out that Joel Drama Island was just uploaded to someone's YouTube channel with all the intros and outros taken off, so I kind of had that in the background. Yeah, nice. you were telling me about that. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, been chipping away at Meat Boy, I've been chipping away at Mother 3. Nice. Nice. Like in Mother 3? Yes, um... They separate them into chapters, and there's just one that, like, just kind of took my breath away just of how beautiful it ended up being. Wow, okay. I can't I can't wait to finish it. And I am so mad that it's just never is going to be released in America. Yeah, that's just kind of... It's such shitty because it's such an amazing game. I mean, it's yeah. happened for a lot of games, too, though. Like, the reason why there's this whole big thing between Final Fantasy 3 and 6 is because they just didn't... Uh, release three, four, and five right to America until like mid two thousands. Yeah, <laughs> and even yeah, then it was weird. like this weird like remake that they did for the DS. But like, I don't know. Japan had this whole big weird thing of like, hey, maybe Americans will like our games. We'll go ahead and send them over there and see what happens. Oh, we just made a ton of money. <laughs> I mean, a thing of like Americans are too dumb to get it. Yeah, yeah, that was the reasoning behind a lot of stuff. They're too dumb or they're not good enough at video games. Right. Yeah. That was the whole thing with the Final Fantasy three, if I remember correctly. There's just like Americans suck at video games. This is gonna be too hard for them. I mean, my favorite fact about that is just Mega Man because in Japan the two difficulties of Mega Man are easy and normal. The <laughs> localization is it just calls it normal and hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just making games or playing games. That's mostly my life. Oh wait, I drew I drew Space Goat again. Ah, oh, space goat's cool. Yeah, gotta love space goat, coast to coast. <laughs> you know what is coast to coast? Star Wars. What? It's not in Earth. What a transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Star Wars. So here's a thing that I want to get out of the way right away. I'll probably end up reminding people as we go along how we're mm-hmm. doing it. Since E is the one who hasn't seen Star Wars. Aye. He has made the decision that he would like to watch them all in story chronological order instead of release order. 
So we will be going from episode one to episode nine instead of three, four, five, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, which I know is a bit controversial for a lot of people. <laughs> but I, I'm, I am also interested to see how E takes them. Right, because a big reasoning for me is I know a lot of people don't like the prequels, and I'm curious if the if it would be any better if I just started with the prequels, so I don't have like any expectations going in. Right. There are some things I know that you'll hate because they're just straight up bad. Like, <laughs> inarguably, there's not good things about the prequels. Um, there's some of that in the original trilogy, too, that I think a lot of people are blinded by because of nostalgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself as well, honestly. To but, be fair, when they came out, there were a lot of people that were just like, this isn't the 1970s Star Wars? Yes. Uh, whenever it came out, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be starting with Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. If you don't like that, you can send us an angry email at thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. We won't read it. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll read it on the show if it's hilarious. Yeah, actually, you make it real funny, we'll read that. But something I thought would be fun... Before we really start this whole adventure, because it's going to be nine months, one yeah. movie a month, I think it would be interesting if E tells us what he thinks happens in chronological order from episode one to episode <laughs> nine. Yep. <laughs> what do you think happens, E? All right. Episode one. This is, this is the prequels. We get to see young Anakin. Episode one is the pod racing uh, movie. This is the one where Anakin learns how to pod race, and you know that this is pod racing. <laughs> okay. Episode two. Okay. <laughs> That's the big thing, huh? Uh, and the big thing is that his arch rival in pod racing is the Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> right, I guess another important fact, I think you learned that Greedos can't be forced, hypnotized, whatever that's called. Okay. Uh, episode two. This is angsty teen Anakin. Who finds a a female thing? I don't know. <laughs> female thing? <laughs> I don't know what like the alien race is. Um, what? I think her name's like Padme. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. 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 He finds, so, uh, th- I think this is the one where they have to try to do an entire love story in an hour and a half or whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> episode three. <laughs> uh. The thing that I'm realizing here is you don't know the actual story. <laughs> <laughs> Episode three. Shh, don't correct him. Honey. Don't, keep going. Keep going. Young adult Anakin. This is when he's being trained by the Emperor. And the Emperor's teaching him how to use the Force and whatnot. Uh, and Padme's real sick with something. <laughs> and she dies from it. And Anakin's like, ah! And I think he gets, like, burned alive or something. And then the Emperor makes a nifty armor for Anakin. And he's like, no! (laughs) Episode four. (laughs) This is when you get into present, quote-unquote, times. I don't know how it works. Uh, (laughs) This is where we learn about Luke, the, the super descendant of Anakin. I get Pad Padme was pregnant, I guess. I don't remember if I said that. <laughs> he he's he's on desert planet and he just he's so tired of this lame world. And then he learns about Vader and how he's uh, the emperor of all bad. <laughs> and 
he finds some robots and they and on the robots there's a message to save a girl she asks she's like help me obi-wan you're my only hope so luke's like all right i gotta find obi-wan episode five (laughs) uh han solo and chewbacca show up and they take them to the bar and then they get kicked out of the bar because han solo kills someone (laughs) <laughs> but they they know where to go now. They go they go to the to the other desert planet. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of desert planets. Yeah, there's a lot of deserts. <laughs> and uh Leia, Princess Leia, the woman in the hologram robot thing, <laughs> she's 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 under captive of Jabba the Hutt cuz he's a fat ass. <laughs> So uh, Luke Han and Chewbacca are there, and uh, that's where you learn about Boba Fett, everyone's favorite character, and he dies. And then uh, Princess Leia chokes uh, Jabba the Hutt, and they get on the Death Star because uh, Lando knows knows the Vader, so he gets him on the Death Star. But it was a trap all along. How inconvenient. So uh Han- how inconvenient how indeed. <laughs> so Han Solo gets uh, carbonated and <laughs> Luke goes to fight Vader after Vader killed Obi-Wan by chopping him in half. But Luke's Luke's too angry and not in control of the force. So he gets his hand cut off and this is where you learn Oh no, Vader's Luke's father, which makes more sense if you didn't tell the story how I told it. <laughs> what? So Luke jumps off a bridge, but he lands on Yoda planet to learn the force <laughs> from Yoda. And episode six, uh, they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta destroy the Death Star, Luke. And Luke's like, okay. So Luke goes to fight Vader while the rest of them get, uh, get up spaceships and save Han Solo. And Luke and Vader are fighting like pow pachoo pachow pachoo. And then the, the Emperor is also there. He's like, Yeah, kill him, do it. And the Vader's like, Do it. I don't I don't really like you, Emperor. So he throws him into space. And then Luke escapes and they all start firing at the Death Star until Luke finds the tiny hole. <laughs> <laughs> Luke shoots the hole, uh the Death Star explodes. And they all get medals except for Chewbacca. Episode 7. This is like a long time from the long time ago. <laughs> uh, you follow the newest of the Skywalkers, Ray Skywalker. She's a girl. Whoa. There's That's girls in this universe. Improbable. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Who could have ever guessed? Who could have possibly guessed? Uh, she gets trained by... Not Obi-Wan, some other old man. <laughs> uh, I think they just trained for this episode, and you kind of, and there's like a stormtrooper who's like, you know, I feel like we might be the bad guys here. And they're like, you're crazy, man. Am I out of touch? No, <laughs> it's the rebels who are wrong. <laughs> uh, episode eight. <laughs> uh, that stormtrooper's like, I have had it. I quit. I put in my two weeks notice. I will be quitting. That's not how quitting works, but you know, <laughs> you gotta have some rules yeah. in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he joins up with Bray Skywalker and Old Man. 
they fly around, I think. I don't really <laughs> but they they find they find a moon. And that that's the special moon. It has a chair on it. <laughs> and what do they find on the chair? It's the emperor. He didn't die. Whoa. What? Uh episode 9, they kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> and then next, uh, there's the Christmas special. Uh... No, no. <laughs> and there is my retelling of the entire trilogy of trilogies of Star Wars. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what my favorite is. Either the uh, Jabba Hutt in, uh, enslaves her because he's a badass. <laughs> or they find a moon and there's a chair on the moon. <laughs> The chair thing's not technically wrong. It's technically not wrong. <laughs> there are but... chairs on moons. Uh, every time I like give the recap of the Star Wars, that's always what I hear. I'm not technically wrong. You're just not, <laughs> not right. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we will be watching episode one. Yep. The Phantom Menace today. The Phantom Pain. Close. Um, runtime of two sixteen. Rated PG. Came out in 1999, and it's actually fairly easy to watch because it's Star Wars and it's owned by yep. Disney. Now. So if yes, yes, if you have a Disney Plus subscription, all of Star Wars is on Disney Plus. Uh, if not, then you can rent it from YouTube, Google, Vudu, or Amazon for 3.99. And find it on Laserdisc if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't own any of the Star Wars movies, despite being a, a fan of Star yeah. Wars. I don't own them all. Nope, you're not a true because fan if you don't own it. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like Star Wars has always been huge on overpricing things. So they've Star Wars movies have always been overpriced. Yes, they have. Uh, and they're just like, I think if you want them even on Blu-ray, I think it's like 30 bucks if you buy them individually. Like that, yeah. A true fan would have had them on Laserdisc, really. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't have the back of the box. Technically, I have the description on Disney Plus, which is where we will be watching it. It's is... not quite as long as E's description. <laughs> uh, but I was, I th- wait, I felt like my episode one was pretty short overall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so here is the synopsis, according to Disney Plus, of what Star Wars The Phantom Menace episode one is about. You ready? Prepare yourself. Ahem. <clears throat> Jedi discover Anakin Skywalker, a boy unusually strong in the Force. Cool. That's it. Even mention a the sentence. Racing. <laughs> that is an <laughs> annoyingly long part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go star some wars. Yeehaw. Uh, we watched Star Wars, the Phantom Menace, Episode 1. Uh, e. Yeah. Are you regretting your order choice? I, I told you this about t- 10 minutes in. I kind of am. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. But I don't know what the fuck is going on yeah. a lot of times. For at least a good, a good 45 minutes. Like, he was just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this movie. Although I will say, I think some of that's just on the movie itself. I think the- Yeah. It definitely it's is. It's not really spoiled. The movie's kind of badly paced. It's terribly paced. Yeah. And 
here's the thing. When I think of Star Wars, the first thing I don't think of is, you know what? I would love to see what their politics are like. <laughs> because that's what this movie is. That's yeah. Yeah. Spoilers, that's kind of what the prequel trilogy is. Is a weird political thriller. It's space a political drama. drama. Political space drama. Yeah, which uh spoilers again, the original trilogy isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I guess before we really get too far into this, I'm going to go Robbie, me, then you. Okay. Since you haven't seen it, I want you to have the last say on this one. All right, I have the most important say. Yes, Robbie. So I haven't seen this since it was somewhat new. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think this was still on VHS the last time that I watched this movie. <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff I just didn't remember, and I guess some of it that was badly done that I just didn't think about as a kid. Yeah. I was just, you know... Watching the movie, just uh, thinking what most 10-year-olds at the time were thinking, just like, yeah, Space Knights. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that's kind of the thing that it tricks you almost with this. Is kind that of, yeah. You go into it and you're like, yeah, cool, fire, fights, ah, uh, cars, fast, oh my god, so much going on. Pod racing. And like, you're a kid, so you're like, eh, I'm not really supposed to know what's going on, I'm a kid. Yeah. But then like... Then you watch it as an adult and you're like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? Yeah, it's so fast-paced and things change what's happening so quickly yeah. that it's honestly hard. This is probably on like six or seven times seeing this one. It's still hard to realize what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and like I said, it's something that I found out about George Lucas that he does purposefully because uh, while he was in film college, uh, I guess this is a fun fact, uh, whenever George Lucas was in film school, he actually really liked the way that uh, Japanese movies did that to where like they would just have like things in the background that were just like, oh, like you can make up your own story on like why this is here kind of thing. And like, so they made it purposefully vague. So he makes his movies purposefully vague in some sense, too, where he puts stuff in the background or puts stuff that's happening that isn't really explained. You just have to accept that it's there. And I think he just wants you to, like, come up with your own idea of why it's there. And I'm pretty sure there's people who will justify it for that reason, because they can make their own reasoning on why this makes sense. And that reasoning does make sense with the original trilogy, because with the original trilogy, you can see how much samurai culture and, like, Japanese cinema and stuff like that had an influence on how those movies are. They're very Japanese in tone almost. Yeah. Um not in nature, but in tone. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm gathering is George Lucas is a weeb. Yes. Yes. Yes he is. An OG weeb, if you will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and the problem with this trilogy as well, with the prequel trilogy, is that he no longer had the team that helped him with the original trilogy. And so he no longer had people who there helped him in the original trilogy telling him, no, don't do this, or no, we don't have the money for this. Star Wars was such a huge success at this time that <laughs> he could... nobody was there to tell him no. Right. And I was going to say, I know that that was a big thing because he basically had unlimited money and unlimited yes men to tell him, like, yeah, just do what you're going to do, man. Unlimited you're a genius. Power. Do what you do best. Yeah, you made Star Wars. Clearly, you know what to do. Right. And uh, clearly, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> this is a lot of the issues with the culture of like attributing all of the success of something to one person. Because this is something a, a huge issue with video games is like everything goes to a director, but it ignores all of the entire rest of the team who yeah. helped. Right? Yeah, it does. Um, his team was so fundamental in the original trilogy. I think you don't really see that in the prequel trilogy at all unfortunately 
But anyway, continue your thoughts, Robbie. They're like I forgot how purposefully vague a lot of it is because you just like kind of walk into like oh we're doing like a trade uh, negotiation at the very beginning of the movie. What is the trade uh, negotiation for? Who knows? But now they have to die because of this trade negotiation. Why? Who knows? Yep. And so like, and I'm not even spoiling anything. Like this is the first five minutes of the movie I'm talking about, and like it just starts off like that in a very vague. I'm guessing purposefully vague of it and like weirdly racist, which I think as a kid, I didn't realize how racist this movie actually got. This one in particular is extremely racist. Yeah. And once again, I think I had to have been a preteen the last time I watched this movie. So it just did not click for me. Yeah. And so like that and like, (sighs) I don't hate the movie. But I stand by my quote earlier by saying this movie aged like milk. Yeah. Story-wise, plot-wise, how they turn race stereotypes into caricatures of a character. Yeah. And design the entire character design around those horrible stereotypes is so awful. Yeah. You're in a galaxy far, far away, and you can have any trope you want for these aliens. So you might as well make it racist, right? That's the oh, that's so the bad. infuriating part about it. Yeah. But, like, despite those bad things, there are good things about the movie. So, like, I don't hate the movie, but there's a lot of problems with it. And it's not even, like, an aged poorly problem. Like, there was problems when it first came out. Yeah, I think a lot of the problems that we have with it are problems that were just there when it came out. Right. Uh, CGI notwithstanding, because CGI at the time was what it was. Of course, like, as as kids, we thought this was the most amazing thing ever, because, like, you can film an entire movie in CG? This is amazing! But, like, <laughs> yeah. now it's, like, yeah. I mean, if it was all CG, it'd probably be better, because then it wouldn't stick out like a sore thumb when other stuff is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Man, it's just... It's, but yeah, it's not... That's, not that's more or less my thoughts, but yeah. Yeah. It's not even the worst Star Wars. <laughs> that's <laughs> Which is my we- opinion. And I think that's one of those things about the Star Wars movies. Everybody has their opinions on what's the worst. Right. With it, too. And like, it's going to be different counting on who you talk to. And that's why there's endless debates online about, like, what's the best, what's the worst, whether it's actually good or actually fundamentally bad. And, like, it- it's a whole big thing with this uh, entire film series, which we'll get on probably more into as we watch more Star Wars movies. Yeah, what I'm actually really interested in is E's perspective once we're Out through the prequels. the prequels and the original trilogy. Right. On if if you'll have any optimism at all when it comes to the sequel trilogy, <laughs> honestly. Boy. That's what I'm curious about. Um, but my thoughts on The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's bad. It's it's legit just not a good movie. I think that the first five minutes are cool Jedi things, even though you have no idea what's going on. That's honestly a Star Wars thing, though. Almost every Star Wars movie starts off in the middle of another story. Uh, Even the very first one. By design. By design, it does that. Which, to be fair, like later on, uh, there are other movies which probably kind of got their idea off of things like Star Wars that have done it better since then. But I do kind of like that to where like you have a storyline going on, but then something more important comes along and that what seemed like important to begin with ends up becoming like a moot point to what happens later on. Yeah. Uh, just to further emphasize that Star Wars, very first Star Wars that came out, its original title was just Star Wars. It wasn't Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope, which is what it is now known as. Yeah. It was just Star Wars. Uh, I believe it was somebody on his producer team or something like that that came up with calling it Episode Four and A New Hope. 
um, because the movie does start off in the middle of another story. I won't say exactly what, but it starts off in the middle of stuff just fucking going off. Yeah, and then something else happens to interrupt that what's already going on. Yeah, and so it gives you a sense of like, oh, it's part four of like this bigger thing. Like there's this whole journey I don't know about in this whole thing. Yeah. When like really it was just, he yeah, he just wrote it in the middle of a thing going on. Yeah. Well, and then they also, <laughs> they might have done that for continuity errors. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, um, yeah. Because, like, there are things that happen in the original trilogy, which we'll get to that whenever we get to those movies. Yes. But, like, they talk about, like, oh, this happened years ago. And, like, they just kind of talk about it, like, oh, you should already know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does give, like, this greater sense of grandeur to the entire yeah. thing. Just knowing that there's supposed to be this bigger story that you just aren't aware of. Yeah. I will say, like, just Star Wars in general, one thing that they're very good about doing is creating a sense of lore to, like, make it ev- like make this feel like just one story in a much bigger universe. Yeah, they are very good about that but yeah this movie i think does the way that it starts you off in the middle of another story the problem is it's a story that's not interesting yeah it's immediately extremely political immediately extremely racist with how they depict the race that is doing the um the yeah the the trading race as just a horrible asian stereotype honestly yeah uh even the way that they uh liz brought this up while we were watching it I am almost 100% certain now that the reason why their mouth movements don't match the dialogue is because that matches what our Americanized version of Japanese cinema is. So, yeah, I didn't even think about that until you started saying that. And I started to think of, like, 1970s Japanese, uh, like, Japanese kung fu films and how they had that really bad lip sync dub. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Liz brought that up while we were watching it. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's... That makes it so much worse. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, so immediately super racist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, I think the first five minutes are cool because cool Jedi stuff. Yeah. That stuff is cool, seeing them like use a lightsaber in a way you've never seen before. And then I think the last 15 minutes of Jedi stuff is cool, and I think the pod racing stuff is cool in theory. <laughs> It was cool for its time. That like that's one of those things that very much aged like milk. Yeah. Um, but again, if you put all that stuff together, it's twenty four, twenty five minutes in a two out two hour and fifteen minute movie. Yeah. Um, and the rest of it is political intrigue. Yeah. And not good political intrigue. Right. And it, you don't know what's going on. You don't know the planets. You don't know the political parties. So there's nothing for you to be invested in in the yeah. first place. It's one of those, like, if you understood the lore, then it would make sense for you to be invested in this political intrigue. But since you know jack shit about any of the planets or any of the p- politics that's happening with it, it just kind of wanna, it kind of falls under, why should I care? Exactly. Exactly. And even, even when they start, like, really pumping up the pace and pumping up the pace and you're supposed to, like, feel like, oh, man, shit's starting to pop off now, you don't know what's happening. And so you don't know what's popping off. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, my opinion without giving a rating so far, um, it's a bad movie with a couple of really cool things in there. Yeah. And one of my favorite Jedi moments at the end, at the Jedi fight, which I, not a spoiler to say there's a Jedi fight in the Star Wars Whoa. thing. What? Um, but we'll get to that when we talk about that part. Um, it's maybe one of my favorite Jedi moments because of what it represents for Jedi. Um, and the overall overall lore of the force and stuff like that. Right. But m- more or less this movie's just bad. It's bad. It's not the it's not the worst Star Wars gets in my opinion. 
but it's really bad. Yeah. There are some people who disagree with you. Some people think that this was the start of the downfall of the Star Wars franchise, but once again, when you get to Star Wars fandoms, like everyone's going to have their own opinion, and there's a reason why it's... I feel like Star Wars debates happen as often, if not more often, than like the gif-gif argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that there is a debate for this being the worst one, because something that E brought up when we were watching it, this feels like a 90s made-for-TV Disney movie. Yeah. And not in a good way. Is that all your opinions? Yeah. Okay. Because E's been sitting here quietly just waiting to say his opinions on it. So what were your non-spoilery, even though we kind of touched on some spoilers, but what what are your thoughts on this movie? The score is good. The score is very good. Mm -hmm. Yep. John Williams is amazing with his music. Uh... Yeah, it's not it's not great. <laughs> uh, it's just so so much of this movie is at such a break ne- at a breakneck pace. I can't follow what the fuck's happening. Some of that's just because I decided to go to this one first. Silly me thinking I can watch episode one first. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot I am. I know. How dare you? <laughs> but like, it's just like so like. All right, this scene happens. This scene happens. This scene happens, and the only like thing that separates them is literally like a fucking Windows Movie Maker screen wipe. I will say, uh, these effects are all through Star Wars. Yeah, I know. Like, that's like the thing everything references when they reference Star Wars is like they do those screen wipes, so I assumed. But God, like, there's no time to breathe except for the pod racing and the fights. That's the only time you're allowed to just like watch the movie basically yeah. instead of being briefed about what the movie's about yeah which is another big problem about it it's just like i don't care about a lot of the characters is another issue like uh i think anakin's pretty fine he's like a believable kid yeah he's like i think he like he's surprisingly written like a kid he is yeah um that's that's kind of it i don't know who the other characters are padme is uh, that's a spoiler. I'll get to it later. But like, <laughs> there's so much around her that doesn't I don't get, and it's just weird. Yeah, <laughs> I think Padme's character is really poorly written in this movie. Yeah, uh, and in a way that, in hindsight, you're supposed to get it, but he for sure did not have this planned. Yeah, he did not have it planned how it ends up going throughout. This yeah, movie. and there's actually a lot of. Uh... Well, I guess not a lot. There is a decent amount of like fan theory on what's happening with her, but most of them are, are like most of what I've seen. They say if you ignore Phantom Menace, this happens and this happens, <laughs> so this makes sense, kind of thing. Yes. And a lot of it is just ignore the first movie. Oh, I you kind of have to, <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. Like a lot of it's really rough. Um, I I I don't know who Obi Wan is because I haven't watched the sequels, obviously, but like. This is the prequels. I feel like this is where I should learn who Obi-Wan is. I don't get it. Yeah, that's one of the things that happened in this movie is it's supposed to be like this big, crazy reveal in this movie when you figure out who Obi-Wan is because you don't hear his name for like the first 40 minutes. Are you sure? I thought they say it really early. Nope. Don't think so. Yeah, they do not say the Jedi's names. You just know them as the Jedi's until like that 40 minute mark when they introduce themselves to Anakin. I'm pretty sure they maybe they do maybe I, I could I, be wrong. I could have sworn like right off the bat that he called him like Obi. Maybe maybe <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't want to watch the movie again well, to know. But <laughs> well, whenever he at the very beginning when he comes off the ship, he just says, "This is my Padawan," is what he says. Maybe that's what I heard, and I thought he said, "This is Obi Wan," which maybe 
that, don't even know if it's really believable. explained in this movie, but well, it is like later on. But like you know, Padawan, like he's the person that's training under me, kind of thing. So yeah, but um, like I just I don't know who most of these characters are. The only one that I can that we get to learn anything about is Anakin, and he's a ten year old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's and, he's just a kid. Like there's not even there's not much to learn about him. No, there's really not. Uh, that that's what I'm saying. Like. He did not know where he was going with this. He knew, like, the general idea of where he had to get to because of the original trilogy, but he didn't know how to get there. It's kind of one of those, um, imagine, like, there's a building and, like, someone shows you what the completed building is and they say, okay, build this. Okay, what's the internal structure of it? Figure it out. You got to make this building. Like, that's kind of what he went on with this. And so, like, this is very sloppily his way of trying to introduce a whole bunch of characters, which, weirdly enough, when this movie first came out, people were super excited with the way that they introduced characters like Anakin and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Cause like who they are in the original trilogies compared to who they are in the prequels are very different, especially with the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Extremely different. In fact. Um, and the thing I think that this trilogy does really, really well is how they handle Obi-Wan's story. Yeah. I think out of all of it, he's probably the best thing out of the uh, prequel trilogy. Um, because it speaks so much to what the story is later. Yeah. Yeah. It well, probably does also help that or uh, I'm probably gonna butcher his name again. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, with him being as good of an actor as he is, like he did a very good job on being like this or uh, building up who Obi Wan becomes. Yeah. I guess but like a lot of that's just kinda like my worry is that I won't get to appreciate that until I get to to the nor to the originals. Yeah. Yeah. That I won't care about obi-wan because i don't have any like semblance of what he is other than he was trained under kwan kwaikon jin kwaikon jin <laughs> um i think that you will understand obi-wan as a character from this pretty well i won't spoil it but you do spend a lot more time with obi-wan uh in anakin and padme and in two and three yeah. yeah you do you do get to know those characters really well and i think that's that's going to be the really interesting part going into all this series, actually, is you starting from the quote-unquote start of the lore and heading forward, because you'll immediately understand these references that the other movies are making. Hopefully. The best I can describe it is, like, think of, like, watching an anime and, like, you have a character who's just kind of a klutz, and then, like, you watch their progress of becoming, like, a master at whatever they're doing. It's kind of like that, but it's done very sloppily in this first movie. It's like, imagine if you watched the first six episodes of Dragon Ball Z, and then you went back and watched all of Dragon Ball. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Oh, man, that sounds rough. <laughs> uh, and uh, get ready. Here's the hottest take ever devised by man. Jar Jar Binks sucks. He's so, <laughs> so fucking awful. terrible. He doesn't do anything. He's not funny. He is a comedic relief in a movie that everything is a comedic relief, and the movie's not serious to warrant any comedic relief. Yeah. Just... Hey, come on uh, now. Come on now. Come on now. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) He's just like, I don't understand his anything. Like, I don't understand (laughs) why he does anything. The only thing I could think of is like in the '90s, it was a trope to have that comedic relief, and like, what? It's another one of those things that it was just the '90s that aged super fucking poorly. I don't even think that because like I think there is way better comedic reliefs. 
Yeah. Even like in movies that came out that time, in cartoons that came out that time, I think there was way better comedic release. I think they just wrote them bad. They did. A big thing about comedic release is you should usually understand why they do the things they do. There should be some semblance of logic behind them. I literally don't understand what Jar Jar Binks is ever going to do because he just does the most asinine things. Yeah. Um, I, the thing that I, I – or let me start over. The, the place where I come from with Jar Jar Binks is that I hate him, but I understand what George Lucas was trying to do. He was trying to make another Chewbacca. But the problem is the reason why Chewbacca works is because Han Solo is there with him. They are an incredible duo in the yeah. original trilogy. There's nothing that makes Jar Jar in the prequels fun at all, and there's nothing for him to work off of to make him better or make him entertaining or to make him charming. He's just an irritating, annoying, quote-unquote, comedy or relief character. But he doesn't have any... It's slapstick. It's bad slapstick at that. Right. There's no, there's no straight man for him to work off of. Exactly. So, I actually think I have a good comparison with that, too. Like, Chewbacca and Han Solo, they're almost like uh, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson and, like, uh, and Lethal Weapon together. Yes. They worked super well together, and they made, like, that, they're the reason why Buddy Cop went on as long as it did. They tried doing that. In the same way of like having Sylvester Stallone and Rob Schneider in Demolition Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but once again, both those are 90s movies. And so like he was just kind of following that trope. And he did. <sighs> Even for its time, it was received super fucking poorly. But this is like towards the end of like them trying to do buddy cops and it was failing hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the time, Jar Jar. Jar Jar was hated at the time. Even. Like, that's something that isn't just like, oh, over time, like, it, everyone realized, like, no, even at the time, people were like, Jar Jar's fucking annoying, right, guys? Yeah. And it's annoying, because, like, there is some good costume design, there is some good character design in this. Most of it's real bad, because the, the CGI in nature is just not very good in this. And some of the silicon masks that some of the people are walking around with being aliens. <laughs> yeah. They... Well, I mean, that's because, like, they spent more time on the CG, because that's what you're supposed to look at. I right. imagine if, like, it was all a silicon mask, they would have made it look way more better. Yeah, that's the problem, because, like, the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy don't put nearly as much emphasis on CGI, and so the silicon and all the practical effects put, are way more detail put into them, and so it looks so much better, and it looks believable because it feels like it's a lived-in in the world. Whereas when you put the CGI next to mediocre silicon masks, both look awful. It's just, they didn't mesh either of the art styles together at all no once again aging like milk yeah and one one final major thing the sound design's really messed like weird in this yeah like there's a lot of off like because the movie was off sync when we first started watching it and then we realized when we tried like turning off the like our uh, yeah turning off disney plus and turning it back on to help resync it so that way everything's where it's supposed to be at it was still a little bit off sync, and I think that's just whoever did the sound editing back then. Like, well, I mean, that's not even like what I'm talking about. I mean, literally the sound design, the sounds that they choose for a lot of the objects don't oh, make yeah, that sense. Too. I think the biggest like one I can think of is there's a scene where Goblin Man pulls <laughs> out a die and rolls it, and it sounds like he rolled it on a tile floor. They're walking on sand. Yeah, yeah, they're on a sand planet. Yeah. Where literally everything is sand. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, also, I don't know why you rolled the die on sand, anyways. 
Because that's his chance die. <laughs> he basically just threw it down. Yeah. People don't have coins in this universe. They have chance <laughs> dies. Well, like, it's just oh, like... Oh, chance cube. Or oh, chance cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's, like, stuff like that plagues the entire movie. Yeah. Or it's just weird, awkward decisions of sound. Sometimes there's, like, these weird, wacky cartoon sounds. And this is not the movie for those sounds. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, I think, because there's two years between each of the prequel movies, I think that he took some of that criticism, and he very negatively took it for the next movie, which I think you'll see a lot of that. Oh, boy, I can't wait for the lightsaber fights, and then it's just, like, fly swatter sounds when they hit each other's lightsabers. <laughs> no, like, he took it, but then he's like, okay, you don't like silly? Then fuck you. No jokes, ever. Nothing funny. Uh, he went the complete opposite way with it. Mm. And I don't think that it finds a balance until episode three, in my opinion, at least. He basically took constructive criticism. People trying to say, like, it would help if you did this instead. And he's like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. Yeah. George Lucas is also not very well known for taking criticism. Yeah. Uh, he's very bad at it, actually. He's kind of a tiny baby man boy. Uh, <laughs> which, that is one of those things, like, with the sequel trilogies. Because, like, I think in a weird way, he hoped that they would flop. And then they did really well. Because, like, whenever the first, uh, if I remember correctly, whenever episode seven came out um, back in 2015, yeah, um, it was the highest grossing movie of its time. It, like, grossed, like, $2.7 billion in its first weekend or something crazy like that. I don't think it was that, but it was a lot. It was quite a bit. Like, it, it might have been $2.7 billion overall, but, like, it did uh, it really well. It did gangbusters. Yeah. Well, and, like, it, uh, they did an interview with George Lucas afterwards, and he was super sad. That they, uh, that it did well enough so that somebody made a Twitter account. It was just like sort um of a uh, sad George Lucas. Yeah, like the thing is, George Lucas sold all of the Disney stuff off over to Disney, uh, under the stipulation that he would have input onto the sequel trilogy. And they took his meetings, took all the input, and they're like, "Thank you for all the input, George. Uh, we're not gonna use it because the last trilogy you did sucked balls." <laughs> And that made him really bitter about it. And so he actually very openly wanted them to fail the sequel trilogy. It was Star Wars, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that he felt extremely pleased whenever Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker came out because those were not critically received very well. Yeah. They did well in the box office, but they weren't received very critically. Although Last Jedi stuff ended up being a lot of weird Russian bot accounts. That was actually proven. Hmm. Really weird. We'll get to that. In like eight months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad George Lucas took his $4 billion and then went and, went and bought a and bunch of Russian bodies. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I say that? Is that, yeah, or probably. Is that defamation? Are we going to get sued by George Lucas? Oh, that's fine. Everybody <laughs> fucks with George Lucas, I think. I, I, feel like I feel like we're very low on his radar. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, because it's just like when you leave him to his own devices, he does not do good. Like his weird, fairy animated movie he tried to make yep for girls because you know girls can't watch star wars <laughs> yeah um but yeah i think most of our opinions on the phantom menace are going to be i didn't like this and i didn't like this and i didn't like this yeah i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have a quick little shoot off of things i did not like all the political stuff fucking midichlorians god i fucking hate midichlorians <laughs> spoilers by the way e, they're never brought up ever again yeah <laughs> Never, ever. <laughs> Not even once. I think there's maybe a joke about them in the sequel trilogy, if I remember correctly. Like, shoot, saying how stupid it would be if science was involved in Jedis or something like that. But, like, 
midichlorians were so so stupid and bad it took all of the fun out of jedis yeah because it's one of those things like um i think it's actually disney actually did what they could to like take that out of the canon even yeah they did um but yeah any of the political stuff garbage uh any of the midichlorian stuff garbage most of the stuff involving anakin and jar jar garbage uh most of the padme stuff garbage but i think that's just because i think the acting is really bad for her i think she does a terrible job in this movie i can barely tell which one's her that's the point yeah that that's actually legitimately design yeah Yeah. i get that doesn't make it it doesn't make it good yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um okay i guess think next for me the political star how it's just abstract, which is something that I talked about in the live show not too long ago, is how uh, George Lucas is very abstract at this films in a way that it's detrimental to them. He does that with these movies, too, and it's stupid. I don't like it. Um, political stuff is also real dumb, because like I, we said earlier, this is with you know, space politics of these planets that we have no idea who they are, and why should we care? Right. Um, of course, Jar Jar Binks is awful. <laughs> they tried making him a... Uh, they tried making them com- comic relief. Didn't work. Man, I, that was all the marketing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, there was, uh, if I remember correctly, there was actually action figures of Jar Jar Binks with like a, uh, with like a spring-loaded tongue and everything. Everywhere. There was a candy where you could French kiss them. There, there was a ton of Jar Jar merch everywhere. Yeah. but So, yeah, they wanted to make him like a household icon, but it just did not work because, ew. Yeah. Um... I really hate how they took alien races from a far-off galaxy and made them racial stereotypes. Like, yes. That's something that I did not think of whenever I was a kid, and it bugs the shit out of me now. Um, it's weird how the CGI goes from not bad for, or for early 2000s to was this rendered on a PS1. And it's even worse knowing that they went back and touched it up. Yeah. Because you, te- you, you can tell where they did not touch it up. Yes. <laughs> it is super apparent, and it makes it like... But I'll give them a pass on... You know, some poor guy on a Windows 98 computer with a CRT screen had to do the CGI for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for that reason. True. Um, that, that's most of it, but um, I don't know. Like, looking back at it now, watching it as an adult, I think the racial stereotypes probably is the worst for me. It's awful. Yeah. On top of that, uh, it is very poorly paced, too. But like you said, there are some good things in there. That's why I can say... There are really, really bad things, and a lot of it ages like milk, and some of it was bad even for the time. But there are some small redeemable moments on why people like will still say like this is a decent movie. And like you said, it's probably at least like 15 to 30 minutes of actual good movie in a two-hour movie. Yeah, yeah. What did you hate about it, E? All right. Uh, I think the dialogue is very bad, mm-hmm. very stilted, and mm-hmm. the pacing does not help at all. I think... This movie does not need all these stupid comic reliefs constantly through it out throughout it all. Don't make racist stereotypes your characters, especially such pivotal ones. Yeah, good life lesson. Uh, there's there's a there's a limit to how far you cannot explain how your things work, and the the pod racing passed my limit so early. <laughs> Whenever it makes you talk no about the, fucking sense. Yeah, when he talked about the sound designs, the first thing that came to mind was like some of the weird, wacky sounds they made during the pod race. Like this very dramatic crash scene, and then like they have like the guy screaming as his pod racer is uh, going up in flames at 900 miles an hour, and his reaction is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the sound design, as I said, is like it's just so bad, and it's so weird because I know it's the original trilogy that is like that people hold up so high. 
But like hearing how much people love the sound design in Star Wars and then watching this movie is so absurd. Yeah. Uh. Again, it gets some things get better. Some things get way worse before they get better. Darkest before the dawn. And then, uh, the fight scenes are weird in a lot of ways, <laughs> especially how they end a lot of the fights. Just end them? Like, well, yeah, it's kind of anticlimactic in a lot of ways, but, like, I'll I'll talk more spoilers. Okay. But I, I don't like a lot of how the fight scenes end up. Okay. Yeah. Because we've gone this far, and we haven't even, like, started getting into spoiler discussion yet, now I think about it. Yeah, we'll get there. There's not a lot in spoilers that I'm actually really interested in talking about, to be That's fair. fair. So, Because we just talked about how there's like a huge political intrigue in this movie, and it just doesn't really go anywhere. doesn't matter. And that's like yeah. a huge plot point to this movie. They resolve it in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> More or less. We'll see. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it does lay some groundwork for stuff that happens in later, or later on in the prequel trilogy, but we'll yeah. get to that next month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get a month of recovery between every Star yeah. Wars. I think, I think that's good that we didn't do like some fucking <laughs> two and a half months of Star Wars yeah. <laughs> or even just watching like each trilogy back to back yeah. I think would have been too much yeah it would have been that would have been too much for me <laughs> someone who like, just generally loves the series yeah I think we are going to get into spoilers at yes. this point uh, if you have been interested by our conversation <laughs> to watch the movie <laughs> The Star Wars? Did you did you listen to us? Really? <laughs> no. Um. Of course, it's it's on Disney Plus. Is where to find it easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Or you can get the N sixty four video game and just play that instead. There's a bunch of video like... games on Phantom Menace. Yeah. But I feel like it's also rather easy to like if you don't have Disney Plus and you don't know where to buy it. Chances are you have a friend who has this movie. Pretty good chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, spoilers from here on out. I'm just going to do a quick synopsis of what happens in this movie. Uh, not much. Um, Jedi Council, or two Jedis are go- went are put in the middle of trying to make a trade federation deal for fucking some reason. Yeah. They're the ones put into it, because even within the movie's lore, it doesn't make sense that the Jedis would be put to do... Yeah, they're all very confused why it's the Jedis. Yeah, even the Jedis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But nevertheless, the Council asks these two Jedi to go and watch over this trade commission and talk over negotiations. Yeah. It uh, doesn't go well. They have to escape. They land on Naboo, where they meet Jar Jar. Jar Jar takes them down to their weird underwater Atlantis planet. They're thing. kicked out of the underwater Atlantis planet. Thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they go through the planet's core to escape the people who are chasing them. They're trying to kill them through the Trade Federation now. Yeah. Get out. Uh, meet up with the princess. I kind of forget how. Yeah. They just happen well, to be at the right time, really. Yeah, I guess. It doesn't really explain it, but she's part of these trade commissions, and they want her to sign a treaty between yeah. Yeah. her so planet they, and another they, planet. Yeah, they stole her, so they're trying to like, right. ship yeah, her off. Yeah, yeah, and so they're trying to like strong-arm her to sign this treaty. Yes. And so they leave the planet in a hurry, but then they have damaged parts from when they were escaping, so they yeah, have they to- They shot. Yeah, they yeah. got shot down. So they have to land on this other planet to try and get repair parts, and it's a desert planet- and that's where they meet Anakin, who is a slave, and his mother is a slave, and he just happens to be the best ever. Because, actually, that makes sense within the lore of yeah. Star Wars, because Destiny is a huge part of Star Wars. Yeah. 
Uh, you already know there is no try all that. Yes. Yada yada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Force and spirituality are deeply ingrained within Star Wars. Also Christianity, apparently. Yeah, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, there's even this whole thing where like they meet Anakin and they find out that he's really smart and that he has like some Jedi forces to him that he can't explain because he knows of Jedi, but like he it's the first time he's ever met a Jedi. Yes. And they do this whole thing where they ask his mom like, "What about his father?" I can't explain it. I just gave birth to him one day. He I, just fucking appeared. I in really my hope that's just like her not knowing or trying to be sneaky, and that's not the actual lore reason. Like, I really hope that Anakin do- didn't just exist at a point, and I'm worried I'm going to be very disappointed. I mean, that is one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of those fan theories is that her mother just kind of ran wild and loose in her younger days and doesn't know who the father is. But then there's like the whole I don't Jesus aspect of it too. It's just space so... Jesus, if you will. So they go to this dealer. And try no, to parts. No. <laughs> Don't ignore space Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Yeah, and then they meet the Jewish stereotype. Yeah, yeah, big giant nose only loves money. Lovely. Very Amazing. scraggly beard. Yep. Just under the chin. Really, he, really terrible. He's the origin of a neck beard. So they try and make a deal with him <laughs> to get parts, but he doesn't take Republic credits. And Jedi tricks don't work on him. Is that because it's just it, he's a new race, so they could just so, make up shit. Yeah, well, it's part of what they make up is like this is actually somewhat explained in the original trilogy of like uh, Jedi mind tricks only work on the weak of mind, and so if you're strong, if you're strong willed or strong minded, then Jedi mind tricks don't work on you. So he's just can- canonically one of the strongest characters. I- all right. Yeah, canonically, <laughs> he's just very strong-willed. He he does say, like, uh, he, or he does, like, the whole thing. He's like, Republic credits will work fine. No, Republic credits won't work fine. Why are you waving your hand like a dumb Jedi? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't work on the Noblos. What are they called? <laughs> I don't even remember the race's name. But, but they don't work on the... <laughs> <laughs> so... They have to find another way to get credits, to get the parts, to repair the ship, to get off the planet, to get the princess to the council to do the vote. Not to this do the vote, Jedi just, to, uh-huh. just to plead her case. Yeah, yeah ju- oh yeah, just to plead her case. This is a video game plot. <laughs> this, is, this is like fetch quest shit you do in a video game. Yeah, it is. This is like, okay, you finished the tutorial, you had the bit action scene, you got all the main characters together. Do a bunch of things, go to the basement, kill five rats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, find out that the door's locked, find the key. <laughs> find out the key's in a box. You gotta find the combination you of the box. You gotta get the key for the box. <laughs> <laughs> find out that key's also in a box. You gotta find the other key. Um, so the solution is they gotta enter Anakin into the pod race. Because he's the only human who can pod race. Because he has inherent Jedi abilities, because he's Jesus. Are Jedi's human? Yeah. They can be any species in the galaxy, I believe. Like, but like, so what is it? Is it like an occupation? Like, it's <sighs> confusing. So, <laughs> once again, this is why space monks actually makes more sense in the midichlorian things. Okay. Is because, like, um, actually, space monks is extremely accurate because. Once you are a Jedi, you are not allowed to marry. Uh, you aren't allowed to have to fall in love. You aren't allowed to have a partner. Space priests, almost even, almost, yeah, yeah. Okay. But like, it's almost um, kind of. 
almost like you know with the monks how like some are chosen whenever they're still young as a children almost like when they choose the dalai lama it's someone that's chosen as a young child and then brought up to be this bigger person it's like that with all of them because they they do a really poor job of explaining it in this one, but like they get children while they're still young in the Republic because they can find yeah, that's them through like One of the things that was weird, they're like, nah, he's too old, and it's like this little baby kid. Right, that's something that's <laughs> also not explained, is that apparently, this is also extended universe stuff that most of it doesn't count anymore, um, except for some of it that does, that Disney just arbitrarily decides does count. Yeah. Um, you are supposed to start training as a Jedi when you are a toddler. Yeah, like they find you when you're a toddler. And like, oh, like this person makes for a good Jedi. We're going to go ahead and take him from you and make him a Jedi now. This person smells like midichlorians. <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because the, the basic idea is you are basically supposed to be brought up and taught to be extremely religious and follow the faith exactly to what the old books are. It, it is just thinly veiled Christianity. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very, very thinly veiled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, okay. once again, that's why it works better as space monks. That's a weird... Yeah. That's weird, though, considering how like how much Japanese influence he has in, in the series. Yes, Japanese influence um, in the ways of cinematography, pacing, and style of combat in the original films uh, did not follow that in the prequel trilogy at all. <laughs> and they went with a whole nother thing for the sequel trilogy that we'll get to with that. Um, but I think the sequel trilogy kind of fits better within the original as well. All right. But yeah, uh, Anakin's pod racer now. Uh, oh, not Obi Wan. Quan Qui Gon Jin. Qui Gon Jin makes a bet with Gobblobloo mm-hmm. to uh, win Anakin, basically, and also a ship part. Yes. Yeah, because apparently they need a a ship battery, <laughs> a ship thing. Yeah, a power supply. That's what it was. They need a power supply and a couple other things to fix the ship. Um, he tells them like, "I'll bet you on this," because like. They ask his mother about like, uh, like why there's so much gambling. Like, oh, gambling is kind of the currency around here. Like, it's how money tends to flow back and forth. And it's like, okay, well, we'll go ahead and we'll gamble on this then. And he gambles that. Um, and apparently, Anakin just built a ship because why not? He's uh, space he's, Jesus. Yeah, he's Jedi. Um, that's actually one of the things that does make sense is that he's ex- all Jedi are inherently really good at technology. Um, because of the midichlorians, huh? Well, actually, not all Jedi. It's actually just the Skywalker line that's extremely good with technology. Um, the line of An- Anakin? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird, I know. But yeah, uh, they're just inherently good at piloting things and with technology and building things. Okay. Because. Sure, yeah. that's fine. But it is one of those things like, well, how are we going to get in the race? Oh, I already built a pod, our pod ship in secret. You can just say it's yours. Yeah. So like, it just, it does, it does make sense, but it does still feel like, plot convenience it's super plot convenience. yeah um also i do want to say i think you could probably understand why i was like so certain this is just the movie was just pod racing yeah yeah <laughs> it feels like they're going the whole movie is going to be like they're stranded on this planet they have to do pod races and then they get off and the movie ends yeah it feels like that's what it should be uh, thankfully it isn't because my favorite stuff is past all of this right <laughs> i don't like this part's Fun at least for a bit until you like until I get frustrated on what the fuck is the rules of these stupid pods. It lasts too long. Yeah, I think that's the bigger issue. Yeah, because like I think because like as like as I keep watching, I keep like questioning more and more things <laughs> about how they're supposed to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, like I said, some of it is purposefully vague. I don't think that works though. Like, there's a point where it's just like, what does how does any of this make sense? 
Because you can't just... Like, okay, fine. You can strap go-karts, essentially, to <laughs> jet turbines. Whatever, fine. Apparently, you can also divert the power of one turbine to the other through these rubber bands uh-huh. somehow. Yep. And also, they have lasers that numb people. Yep. Yeah, the plasma yeah. that holds the two turbines together. And then also, there's a little coupling on the side is what makes fire not happen or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, of course, of what course. Legitimately looks like a car starter. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't don't think about the pod racing too too hard. Is it kind makes of the sense idea. if you don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, because that's really where a lot of my issues with the movie lie is like, they let you think about these things. Yeah, it lasts of. too long. Um, so yeah, pod racing happens. Everybody except for Anakin and another guy die. Yeah, no, just Anakin lives. No, no, that other guy lives. His uh, but right, I guess. Yeah, but his pod is. Uh, he basically. I, I'm gonna say he died. Like he, he <laughs> yeah, he crashed his uh pod racer at 900 miles an hour, but he just kind of skidded along the sand floor and was fine. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. Um, so yeah, they win the pod race. Obi Wan and Anakin, uh, and Padme and Jar Jar, Qui Gon, all win the bet. And they get the what? parts, and Anakin is released from slavery. Not his mom, but not his mom, because that's too good of a deal to get two slaves and parts. Yeah, <laughs> he's just asking for too much at that point. Yeah, my favorite part. It's not like I feel like it would make more sense if he like bet the mom instead of Anakin, because Anakin does so much shit for him. Uh huh. Yeah. So they win, <laughs> they get the and they leave, they go to leave the planet, and here's one of my, it feels so fucking pushed into it, because they just needed to have some sort of fight. When they're going to leave the planet, because Anakin finally says, yeah, I'll go, and yay, bye mom, they're leaving, they are in no rush to leave the planet, and they're walking very calmly, it transitions over to seeing... Um, Darth Maul. Yes, thank you. Darth Maul. And he's like looking at them through binoculars, apparently. He gets on his little one-wheel cycle thing, goes off, and the next transition is Qui-Gon and Anakin running from him. And it doesn't make any sense, because there's no setup. You don't get to see them be surprised that he exists. He just is, and then they're fighting him. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, and no one knows who Darth Maul is. Exactly. Like, he's a new, like, special man. But he looks cool. He's got a n- nice design. Um, yeah, he looks like a badass. Weird talon things on his heads, but you know, whatever. Yeah, he's the devil. <laughs> There's way too many horns. He's alien <laughs> devil, man. He's super devil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like, there's like a short fight, and then they just leave, and Darth Maul doesn't bother chasing them. No, he doesn't. That fight, when you first see it after having seen the original trilogy, is kind of a shocking thing, though, because immediately that tells you that the pace of the fights are so different from what they were in the original yeah. trilogy. And you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Cause it, Either in a great way or in a horrified way. Yeah, because oh, no. they're way faster paced. Like, they're more, like, methodical. Like, like Dry said, how, uh, how it is very uh, Japanese cinema style. So, like, kind of like how you'd see in, like, those old samurai movies where they're very methodical and, like, no move is wasted. And it's, it's very, like, who's going to make a move first kind of fight compared to this, where it, it was just breakneck speed in yeah. comparison. Yeah, the original trilogy is it's almost like you're watching them mentally play a chess game together in a fight before anybody even makes a move. And in this, they're doing backflips and spinning around and throwing well, like, their lightsaber in the air. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm not at the original trilogy, so I can't speak much, but that makes a lot more sense with the weapons because they're these beams of light. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you don't want to waste that. Exactly. Well, like every move has to be important because you could kill yourself with that thing super easily. Yes, right. exactly. And you get a little bit of that in the original trilogy of like, oh, these things can cut through steel. Like you get that in the original trilogy. But I think another thing people thought was really cool is at the very beginning of this movie, whenever Qui Jin, Qui Gon Jin, yeah, Qui Gon Jin, yeah, thank you. Uh, or Qui Gon Jin like just cuts through a fucking steel door, <laughs> yes. and like it's melting as he's cutting through it. I think it's kind of dumb, but but it's also cool. Yeah. Cause... Maybe because I don't actually know what lightsabers are yet. Basically. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like that's the thing is that was the first time someone saw them do something quite like that. So like that gives you a way better idea of how dangerous these weapons really are. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then like watching these two characters, one that you don't know much about, who you've only spent like forty five minutes in this movie with maybe an hour at this point, and then a, a villain who you've only heard say a sentence once, and they're suddenly fighting and doing these insane theatrical fight moves mm-hmm. is insanely different from everything the original trilogy was. Oh. Yes. Well, <laughs> we'll see when we get there. We'll see. Yeah. And like that's not to discredit the fight scenes with the lightsabers in this film, because I think, canonically, they do make sense. Because in the original trilogy, they're not trained. Like, they're new. Luke Luke is a new Jedi. Like, he doesn't Mm -hmm. know what he's doing. And so in this, like, they're trained and they know exactly what they're doing. They've been training since they were fucking two years old. So it does make sense that they would be more adept with it. It, It's kind of almost like watching somebody who's nervous and scared in their first sword fight compared to watching professional fencers go at it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's the difference between those. So it does canonically make sense with that. It does. It's just, it's very much a shift of what you imagined a lightsaber duel being. Right. Um, so yeah, they get off the planet, this and then is where the movie kind of loses any focus it had. Yes, I'd argue. it does because it suddenly becomes political intrigue, and for some reason, the bunch of stuff with the Jedi Council and having to learn what the Jedi Council is, and learning a bunch of Jedi names and learning what their jobs are, and just trying to parse your way through this political Jedi shit that's going on and whether or not Qui-Gon is going to be allowed to train Anakin or not because he has Obi-Wan with him as well and he can't have two Padawans. He's only allowed one Padawan. Yeah, and Anakin's too old at 10 years old. Yeah. And then you have that going on. With the same time, you have all the stuff with the princess going on mm-hmm. and the chancellor and like basically trying to get rid of the current president, more or less. Uh, to put a new, quote-unquote, more powerful president in its place. Um, Which, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the Chancellor, basically. Yeah, it's, the pers- it's basically president of the galaxy. But like, no, I'd, I mean, just like, I guess they were kind of like, this one's corrupt, and that's why he doesn't do yeah. anything. Which it, I don't even think president of the galaxy is a good thing. Like, head of the Senate is what he is. Yes, yeah, that's mm-hmm. better. Um, again, all of the political stuff that happens in this one, quite literally does not make any sense until you get to the third movie. Oh, boy. Yes. All right. Well, um, Even at the time watching it, it didn't make sense until the third movie. And that's maybe a great thing, but I'm going to put it under terrible thing. Watching it again, because you don't really want to watch episode one and two again, <laughs> it does make more sense after watching the whole trilogy, but you don't want to have to watch it again just to know what the fucking plot was. That's the problem. Yeah. I just know Palpatine wants to be in power, and obviously he's going to be in power because this is a prequel. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> that's, again, that's like, I guess the idea is it would be cool to see how he got into power, I assume. Yeah. I don't know. How he just kind of snaked his way into it. Because if you see, yeah. like, he's 
kind of that devil on her shoulder, like telling the queen what to do to to bring himself into power. A, give me in power, yo. (laughs) Without saying it, basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which the idea of it is a cool story. I just think that it's handled so blandly. Yeah. It just doesn't have flair to it at all. I barely know which one's Palpatine a lot of times, quite frankly, because they just look like old men. Yeah, that's fair, actually, at this point, yeah. Um, but yeah, all of that happens, and then we get 30 minutes of literally two sides of political intrigue, and then the princess deciding, yo, uh, fuck you, this guy should be in power, I'm out, let's go on my planet. Yeah, I need to actually help my people. Yeah. I need to help my people, but if you go back to the planet, they'll make you sign the treaty. And people like, are dying, you asshole. She's just like, they literally can't, what are they gonna do? Yes. <laughs> Kill me? So? <laughs> Um, and that leads to, and I fucking hate this part of the movie, having to get Jar Jar Binks' help with his giant army with his race because they have a giant army, supposedly. Because he lives in Atlantis. Yes. And so the movie turns into escorting the princess to try and get to the Trade Federation to take over their place so that they can't force her to sign it and then also fight the war on the outside to distract from them going inside, and then also the Jedi are distracted by a Sith. And that's the last 15 minutes of this movie. There's a lot of pots in the fire. It's yes. a lot of switching back between all of them. Jar Jar's war is very boring. And bad CGI. And bad CGI. It's all bad CGI. Um, Her and the Jedi's are whatever for a while, and the Jedis get to do a cool thing. That's it. Yes. Yep, that's it, actually. And Anakin gets the... Oh, yeah, and Anakin gets split up. It has... There's four fucking plots going on at the end of this movie. But Anakin gets to make you relive the original trilogy. Whoa! (laughs) The princess stuff, or the queen stuff, Queen Amidala and Anakin are both reliving original trilogy. Yeah. In very different ways. Yeah. Uh, they both have shots that are extremely reminiscent of things that happened in episode four. Uh, okay, so that, that the Queen of Amanabala and <laughs> is she the queen? Is Padme the queen? Am I supposed to know yet? You'll know in a month. Fuck. Because <laughs> like at the end, they do the the switch out. It's like, no, Abalama Jamma isn't the queen. It's me, Padme, and the... The king of the Jar Jars is like, okay. Which, another funny thing about that with, like, the whole, like, who's the queen, who's the decoy. There's Natalie Portman. I didn't know this until I looked up the cast for this. Uh, her decoy is uh, Kira Knightley. Which you have no idea who no. that is. Yeah. To people listening, Kira Knightley, most well known for her role as uh, Elizabeth Taylor in Pirates of the Caribbean, I believe her name was. Yeah. How do I remember that name? That's actually that, impressive that's, for That me. is really impressive. <laughs> I pro- the name is definitely wrong if I remember it. <laughs> she's been in other movies too, but yeah. like that's one that she uh, that's actually another Disney movie she's well known for. Yes, also Disney. This is Disney in hindsight. But yeah, like, <laughs> but it's not a Disney movie. Yeah, it's not. Like, it's that's not the yeah. thing. The only thing I'll say is like, I think it probably started with this movie too, actually. But like, Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman do look kind of similar. Extremely similar. Yeah. Distractingly similar. Yeah. Like to be fair though, you put them side by side, you can tell who's who. But unless they're both wearing that white face Yeah, but makeup, when they're wearing that white face paint, you cannot tell who's who. Yeah, you can't. It's, it's actually kind of impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
And then I'm just going to say this is when my favorite part of the movie is the Jedi fight. Yeah. Fuck the Anakin stuff. I think it's really dumb and childish and boring because it's literally he saves the day on accident. Fuck the Jar Jar stuff because it's literally he saves the day on accident. He doesn't save the day. Anakin saves him. Yeah. Anakin. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he destroys the, or the ship on accident. Yeah. yeah. Actually, well, like, Jar Jar's just padding. Yeah. <laughs> and he literally gives up. Oh, yeah. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't fucking. He does fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar sucks dick, dude. <laughs> anyway. Uh, princess stuff happens. Um, yeah. That part's fine. It's just like. It just is what it is. It's turning the tables. Yeah. That's that's completely fine. It's not good or bad. It's just the thing that has to happen in the script, and it's fine. Um, the Jedi stuff, I think, is some of the coolest Jedi stuff in the trilogy. Um, because Specifically when they get to these laser walls that come mm-hmm. up and divide them between each other. Um, because you see Darth Maul, and he's there standing and pacing. And then Qui-Gon goes to his knees and meditates. Um, and then you see... Obi-Wan in the background, angsty, and also not sure what to do. And he's, like, trying to meditate, but he's also, uh, he's torn because he's angry yeah. and he's, like, he's, he's freaking out. Yeah. Um, and just seeing, like, the difference between where they are in their trainings and where they are in, like, how they view the Force is really, really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, because immediately once those forces go down, Qui-Gon is, boom, ready to fight. Um, and he was just there meditating and, like, in my mind, thinking about like his next move, right? Chess well, think about yeah, yeah. Test t- t- logic, but also like that trust in the force. Like the force will tell me when these, uh, will tell me when these force bearers come down, and yes. I'll be I ready. I mean, apparently the force just gives you future vision. Uh, so in the lore, because there is even in there, there's lore books that they read, and they have like a whole library of books. Um, there is a chosen one throughout the whole thing who will bring balance to the force. That's literally what there is, and like. He'll be the mo- he'll be the strongest person in the force to ever exist, and he'll bring balance to it, and everything will be okay. Um, so when like they start talking about Anakin being the chosen one, he's that person. He's the Jesus uh, who will bring balance to the force and make everything okay again eventually. So he's the only one that can see the future. No, no, it, it is a Jedi thing to be able to see something moments before it happens. So like yeah, you, you do have foresight, <laughs> but it's like you have a foresight of like three or four seconds. Kind of good. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but it's basically you're supposed to be on the side of or actually I think you're kind of supposed to be torn. And especially in hindsight, knowing what happens in all the lore. Um, I think that the stuff with Anakin and like him being the chosen one is actually really well done, story wise, maybe not like how they actually do it in the movie, but just like how lore wise. Lore wise, it's actually really juicy and cool. Um, because like, yeah, he is supposed to like the chosen one is supposed to be brown bring balance to the force. But the fact that everybody on the council is like, maybe he will bring balance to the force, but it won't be the balance we want. Um, and so they don't want to bring him on and they don't want to train him because they don't want him to like have that power. It's a really, really interesting, actually. It is kind of that sense of like, he'll take away our power if we do this. And I don't want to take away my position to help this person. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Which is another movie we watched on this. Uh, something I didn't even think about until I saw a thing of it online was that movie Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Of like how there's always infighting of all these different things until this other person gets involved, and then they all team up on this one person to keep their positions of power. Yes, because um, it's one. Uh, that's the whole thing about that movie that I didn't think about until after I saw the movie was <laughs> it's a bunch of rich people having their differing opinions and always fighting amongst themselves until a poor person uh, threat, uh, threatens their position of power and they all team up against this one poor person. Yep. 
Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just like seeing that fight, and then boom, big spoilers again. We're in spoilers. Boom. Uh, Qui Gon dies. Yeah. And you see Obi Wan fighting his inner anger, and I think that's a lot to do with Ewan McGregor, and he's just a really good actor. Yeah. Right. You kind of see that anger and that angst and that sadness in him. And him trying to control it and yeah. keep within the force still. Kind of like, without even having to say a word, you can see the look on his face of him saying, calm down, calm down, think of this rationally. Yes. Right. And, I mean, I like, what I like a lot is you can actually see how it impacts him just watching him fight. Yeah. He's yeah. way more sporadic with his movements at this point. And yeah. you can clearly tell he's not thinking everything through anymore. Yeah. yeah. It turns from a very methodical, like he's fighting very methodically. To he's just trying to cause as much pain and damage to this person as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This part, I think, is extremely well done and does keep with what Star Wars, at least in my mind, is with the Jedi. I um, think it's well done until uh, Darth Maul dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So talk about that, Ian. <laughs> uh, there's actually a lot of debate about this, too. Sure. Um, so Darth Maul's death is that Obi-Wan cut him in half and then badly CG'd blood splurts. And then he falls out of the shaft, and it took me about him almost being at the bottom of the shaft to realize, oh, he's cut in half. Yep. And they badly green-screened the two halves. They sure did. <laughs> um, one thing that I, I wish I could get into the Attack of the Clones animated series, they go into Darth Maul a lot in that. Mm-hmm. And I really wish I could get into it, but I've tried, and I just can't. This is going to be something they- e, that if you get, get interested in Star Wars enough, this is going to have to be a thing I'm going to have to have you delve into and tell me it's cool. <laughs> I mean, it'll, it'll depend if I like it. It's true. That's true. Also, I, I mean, will say this. I've heard a little bit of that lore. Hearing just the lore of it seems kind of cool, but yeah. I'm sure, once again, because it's Star Wars, hearing the lore of it and then seeing it play out are two different things. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, because also it's kind of, it's weird that, I mean, it's, I don't, if, I mean, again, I'm just getting into <laughs> Star Wars, so I don't know what the rules are. I I have a feeling death's fairly permanent in Star Wars. So, I mean, it will depend. Because I'm curious if this is just the end of Darth Maul. Um, Darth Maul is an outlier. I think it's one of those things to where he was such a fan favorite character that they ended up doing more with him. Like, they found a way to do more with him. Okay. Um, but him and also, Boba Fett. Yes. Um, but also, death isn't really permanent for people with the Force. It's... We'll get it gets way more into that in the series, and we'll definitely get yeah. through that. Okay, but. I'll we'll see. Cause like, I get, I'm I guess I'm kind of like from a uh, Dragon Ball perspective, where death is <laughs> meaningless. Um, it's not quite that meaningless, but it's similar. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see when I when I get there. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, that's basically it. They all celebrate, and they have, get this uh, giant. Kind of electro ball. Yeah, as you a got like when you go end. to like the Chuck E. Cheese, and they got that thing. Like when you touch it, it is like the cool electricity towards your fingers. It's it's like a big one of those. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I honestly think they're called plasma balls. I'd have to. I think yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically just a giant blue plasma ball that they give as a trophy. Yeah, and Obi Wan t- uh, tells Qu- Quin Jong Qui Gon Jin. Qui Gon Jin. He's like, "All right, I will train Anakin for you as your dying wish." Yeah. And he was like, fucking bad idea, that is. <laughs> yes, that's actually... Uh, one thing I do want to say, Yoda, um, Robbie discovered this while we were watching it. Uh, it's something that's really annoying because Lucas films, obviously. So original Yoda, in the original trilogy, he was a Muppet. Yes. 
very cool, very well designed. I fucking love original Yoda. Super cute, but still like serious in a way. Muppet. You know Muppets. You, yeah. you know what to expect. Really great. Really well done. It's great puppeteer work. I uh, what's his name? Jim Davis. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like almost Jim Davis level. Like uh, whenever he did like um, Dark Rock? Crystal, Dark Crystal, like that, like that level of Henson? puppetry. Henson. Jim Henson. They, sorry. Thank you, Jim Henson. <laughs> Jim. I could not think of his name. Yeah, my bad. That's why. I, it's why I just went with it. I could not think of Jim Henson's well, name. Well, it's it's literally a Muppet. Jim yeah. Henson Company did. Uh, Yoda. Oh, okay. But he's literally a Muppet. So that's why. Yeah, it's that good of quality then. Yes. <laughs> um. And so they tried. They didn't have Jim Henson or the Jim Henson Company. Right, because he was dead at this point. He was dead. Yeah. So they weren't able to make a really great puppet for it. So they tried. They tried. And in the original release of Phantom Menace, Yoda is a puppet still. Um, When they did digital touch-ups, because here's the thing, the puppet, that's, I commend them. They tried. They really did try to do the Muppet thing again. He's really bad. He's yeah. super fucking ugly. Super gross looking. Okay. Yeah. So whenever they went back and did the, re- did the touch-ups on this, they made Yoda CG like he is in episode two and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically just took the assets from that and put it over what the, mu- the puppet was in this, um, which for the prequel trilogy, I think is actually the correct thing to do because it makes it blend better. I guess it, it's touch up, so I don't know what originally CG Yoda looked like, but it it's it not wasn't the worst. CG. No, I um, mean I'm saying like what the original puppet looked like because you said in episode two and three they were CG, right? Yeah, he's still CG in those. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he looks like that. Okay, yeah, because like that's not that bad. He's not bad. No, I think and he blends well. It blends better not having him be a puppet and then suddenly CG. Mm. Um, Robbie will pull up a picture of him real quick. Yeah, so yeah. Th- this is what he looked like originally in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, really gross. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That, uh... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it just, like, all that... Yo- I can't think of Yoda without thinking of a dumb Star Wars parody I watched as a kid, Thumb Wars. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Where the only joke is, like, he shows up and he's like, a puppet I am. And, like, <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> and, like, I had to have someone explain it to me. He was like, oh, yeah, because in the original trilogy, he was a puppet. And I was like, okay. That's it. That's the joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I think that probably a something that somebody would hate me for saying this. I think making Yoda CG in episode one as he is in episode two and three makes a lot of sense for yeah. continuity for sure. Well, for continuity and honestly, compared to that original puppet, it <laughs> does look better. Yeah. You will not hear me say that very often. Yeah. That the CGI looked better than the practical, but in this case, it kind of did. Yeah. What happened to the original Yoda puppet then? Um, we don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that he was still held and kept in some places. I don't know the exact history on him. Um, Yoda eventually comes back as a puppet again. I'll say that. I don't know if he's the original. I think it might have been like one of those, like, well, he's technically younger in the prequels. And so you got to make a different puppet. Like they might've tried that. Yeah. You get to see puppet Yoda again. I mean, I was just curious, because I'm always curious about all of those, like, preservation and all that of it's very a, important things. It was a Lucas slash Jim Henson thing, so I imagine it was preserved at least somewhat well, but I don't know how well felt holds up over time, if we're being real. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, who knows? Uh, there's probably something out there, and I'll probably Google this after this and be like, oh, yeah, it was the original puppet the whole time, but, like, I don't know. I don't know for sure. 
the one they they had in episode one was actually the original, and that's just how bad it is. <laughs> oh, <God. yeah. laughs> Speaking of things that age like milk. <laughs> uh, um, oh man! But yeah, that's the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. it's not good. Uh. It's not good. Like I think, if anything, like the last fifteen minutes and maybe the first five minutes bump up the score, but. I don't know. I don't, Overall, it's not Coming good. from knowing nothing, I don't think the first five minutes are that good. Because I literally don't know any of what's that's, going on. That's fair, actually. But it's stylistic with, like, the fighting and then... I mean, yeah. it's all right. That being said, like, whenever you saw them do the force push and, like, watching robots and CG kind I of laughed because they yeah, like, they don't have the physics down. No, they don't. Um, But again, like, that force push and, like, watching them, like, not abuse their powers, but use them more openly... Very different from the original trilogy. Probably. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Um, random things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, there is a scene when they're escaping with the princess. Where Which time? The first time where they're like, "Hey, we got we got the prisoners, yo." <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about? Where the droids like, are you oh, taking? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> where are you taking them <laughs> to Quan Land? I don't know. Yeah. Where are you taking these? Uh, we're taking them off in Naboo to go and see the council. Where are you taking them? To see the council. Uh, doesn't compute. Uh, you're under arrest. <laughs> and, like, you guys must, like, laugh your ass off, and I was very confused. Like, am I missing something there? No, it's no, just that was just really it's dumb. Just a, yeah, that was just, just a poorly made done. scene. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's so bad. Like, okay. I, I, I literally can't tell if that's supposed to be a joke or if it was serious, because there is a dramatic score that plays after that, but it's so ridiculous. So I don't know. Uh, actually... The score thing about the score reminds me. Uh, when like they do the Anakin scenes at like nighttime, that is such a Disney song, right? Like it's such a yeah. s- stupid mm-hmm. Disney song. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Just just <laughs> confirming. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, is that Jabba running the gambling, or is that like a different? Yeah, the th- hut? that that was Jabba the Hut. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it's either Jabba the Hut or it's a hut. I there are many huts. Okay. Yeah. So I think that they might have called them Jabba as a way of just like kind of Oh, that that is another thing that you wanted to say is that Warwick Davis is sitting oh. next to Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, he has a cameo in this. Yeah, which, which is, is really cool. If you know who Warwick Davis is, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, for E, uh, we might be talking about it in like five months. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good. He, he's somewhat important to the original yep, trilogy. Okay, Warren we'll Buffett leave it at sitting that. next to Jabba the Hutt. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Warren Buffett. <laughs> um, well, let's go to final thoughts here. I'll start off. It's bad. It's a bad Star Wars movie. It does some cool things with lore. I wish that it was made better, and I wish that someone was there to just fucking tell George Lucas to sh- stop his shit. Figure, figure, figure it out, man. Just figure it out. Uh, but nobody was, and they just let him run rampant and do his thing, and it was worse for it. This is what happens whenever rich men uh, hire yes men to help them make stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's bad with a few good things, and John Williams is fucking incredible. Yeah. So, Robbie. You didn't give it a score. Oh. Um <laughs> That's how bad it was. It doesn't even get one. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna give it because I need some leeway later. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. <laughs> uh John Williams and the last like fifteen ish, twenty ish minutes uh boosted up to a four. If it didn't have those, it would be a one for me. <laughs> Honestly, there's so much in this that's awful. Yeah, uh. that's fair. You did say over and over again, like, God, I fucking hate uh, Jar Jar Binks. Fucking hate like, Jar throughout Jar Binks. The, every he single time there's anything. a scene with him, you're like, I fucking hate him. Because he just he doesn't stop making noise and talking and moving. You can literally remove him from the movie and, like, everything could be fine. Yeah, yeah, everything. Like, you could literally just have it to where the princess is like, 
I know of creatures that can help us. And just have fucking random creatures. I don't give a shit. It's better than having Jar Jar in there. Jar Jar Binks is almost the definition of a lamp character. You could replace him with the lamp and it would be the same exact movie. Yeah. Be a better movie. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Lamps don't make dumb jokes. And it wouldn't be racist. Yeah. yeah. It would, it would, <laughs> we didn't talk about Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, he's super, super yeah. racist. Um, he was a very, he very much so was a black stereotype. Yeah. Right. Because I asked, because while we were watching that, they get to like the first thing where they're outing Jar Jar Binks and he's like speaking really weird slang. He's, and I was like, is he supposed to be black? He's speaking almost how um, a slave and a slave owner would be depicted back in the day. Yeah. It's awful. It's genuinely awful and upsetting. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And like, I know some people are going to try to give it a pass and be like, they're aliens. They're not actually races, but like, fuck me. But we're humans and yeah, humans like, made this. Yeah. So it's just, fuck, man. Like, I. I know Star Wars, a lot of Star Wars fans try to, like, be, try to, like, push, like, uh, look past those kinds of things and, like, say random shit, like, of the time or just, like, it's not actually racist. It's supposed Or it's to be, good in despite of this. Yeah, but, like, fuck, it's so hard to ignore, especially when one of the quote-unquote main characters is this weird-ass stereotype. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, and the, the first, this first remake is full of that shit. Thankfully... Some of that, some of that gets better. Some of it does not in this original, in this prequel trilogy. Uh, uh, yeah, it's upsetting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. It, it really I just, is. I just remember we didn't actually talk about Jar Jar. Yeah, really, yeah. In that but way. we did talk about how, yeah, or we did mention that a lot of these early alien subspecies, I guess you can say, are very racist stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. And you can argue like, oh, they're aliens. They're technically not this and like our culture doesn't go in there like well a guy who knows our culture made this movie i mean exactly if, if we're gonna say that they can speak english we can say that they can be racist yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i feel like that is a pretty unexcusable for this movie to have very much those racist stereotypes to like some of it like i said even watching it this time around where he said like the bad lip sync on the um on the race that's doing all the trade commissions and everything and how they have the most racist stereotype of a Chinese accent. Yep. To Jar Jar Binks, where he has like almost this weird Jamaican slave lingo to his voice. And it's... Or, yeah. or greedy Jewish uh, space alien, too. Like, it, it's bad. It's really bad that they did that. It's, it's so bad and so obvious. It's shocking that Disney hasn't put some sort of disclaimer out about it or said they're going to do something to fix it. Because they've even done that with Muppets. And there's some very clearly racist shit in Muppets, yeah. and it's not yeah. as bad as this. And so it's just shocking that they've left this alone. I feel like in a weird way, uh, they need to, more companies need to follow in what WB did. Because, like, you know, they show a lot of the old Looney Tune cartoons, and there's a lot of racist stereotypes in a lot of those old Looney Tune cartoons. And they do put a disclaimer at the beginning of it saying that it wasn't okay back then, and it's not okay now. But to say that it never happened is to say that, uh, is to, all right, is just, all right, to try to, cut it out and censor it is uh, is just as bad as trying to say that it never happened. Yeah. So they keep it in there to, for um what sort of looking for? Yeah. Posterity's sake. Yeah. Uh they keep it in there for historical sake. Yeah. Yeah, and on 
I will fucking shit on Disney for all their garbage practices, but I think that is one of the things they have started doing really well is they'll put the warnings and it's age restricted. I think that's yeah. also very important. Yeah. You know, because kids are too young to understand why it's bad. Exactly. Yeah. And that's another thing, like I was saying, like when I first watched this movie, like me and Dre didn't understand why these were racist stereotypes back then, and I don't think it's talked about even a whole lot now. I th- yeah, I think it's because a lot of like we're we're still in the period where a lot of people are nostalgic for these movies. It's true. Yeah. I think especially right now we're in the period where people are starting to like really be very forgiving towards the prequel trilogy. Even in some cases it like there's some stuff it it is forgivable, other stuff not as much. That's definitely something that's not forgivable. It's not. It's not forgivable. And it once again falls under it definitely wasn't okay in nineteen or nineteen ninety nine this movie came out and he should have known better, but it came out anyways because I I feel, once again, he just had a lot of yes-men saying, like, okay, yeah, you do what you do. You're a genius with your movies. Yep. But I guess my final thoughts of it is I kind of fall under the same vein as you with it of, like, I did have nostalgia glasses until watching it again as an adult and seeing a lot of those racist stereotypes, which brings it down a lot. Mm-hmm. And poor CGI, that's forgivable in my opinion. And the fact that they went and retouched up some of it was kind of cool. Um... But yeah, basically, last 15 minutes, that last Jedi fight was really, really cool. And that does bump it up quite a bit to have that, along with John Williams' score, because John Williams is just fantastic with his music. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, those do bring it up. And I know it's just one of those, it does get better kind of things. But this, in my opinion, is one of the weakest of the Star Wars movies. So I think I agree with you on your 4 out of 10. If it didn't have that last 15 minutes with that cool-ass Jedi fight scene, this movie would be garbage. Yeah, and like I said, I gave it a four because I need a, I I need a play. I need, <laughs> need to be able baseline. to go down. Yeah, you need a baseline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, e. This is not a good movie, <laughs> and this is actually probably a terrible way to start Star Wars. What? I would say. I know. <laughs> the only thing we can tell you is it does get better. But there are like, things that get worse, but it does get better. Like, I don't know, because technically speaking, this is where you should technically start. It is technically the start of the this story. is technically right. chapter one and this yeah. is such a terrible first impression like if this was the only star wars i watched i probably wouldn't have watched any other star wars like if i <laughs> yeah. just happened to watch this one i'd be like i don't get why people like this and then just not watch the rest yeah which another thing this is gonna actually probably really surprise you i said i was gonna talk about it oh, when right, we were yeah, on the yeah. podcast uh when this first came out in theaters and Star Wars fans, people who are like Star Wars fans since they were little kids who got super excited about this movie, there were lines that started two weeks before this movie came out. Just like people like sat in front of movie theaters, uh, like camped out in front of them for two weeks ahead of time to watch this movie. I mean, it was Star Wars. I'm not super surprised. Like what it would be like it actually 15 sold- years since the last Star Wars movie. Longer, Longer right? Yeah. yeah. It was 79. I think it was 83. Let me double check. 1983. Yeah. So, so yeah, 16, yeah, 16 years. years since Star Wars, and it was such a huge phenomenon when it came out. Yeah. All yeah. those people have children at this point, most likely. Yeah, they want to share Star Wars with them. Yeah. yeah. But there's that. Um, the thing is that this movie actually sold out theaters for, I think, like the first three weeks that it came out, even with the terrible reviews. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too surprised, quite frankly. But, um, yeah, this is just not good and it's not even 
I can't say it's not a good Star Wars movie. This is the only Star Wars movie I've seen. It's just not a good movie. It is the best and worst Star Wars you've ever seen. Yeah, it's simultaneously <laughs> the greatest and worst. And I think because like I there's just a I my I do have a lot of movies I don't like more than this, but I would not watch this movie again. I think I also would give it a four. If they remove Jar Jar Binks, maybe I'd give it a five. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> At least there wouldn't be a dumb racist stereotype following them constantly. Yeah. And there would only be two dumb racist stereotypes <laughs> in this movie. That are in following instead of just like in the main plot. Yeah. Yeah. But man, like It's a rough way to start. Yeah. Gotta uh, say. I know a lot of people like this movie, but I do implore you to rewatch if you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um that being said, where do you hope the story goes in the next one? Um, the next one, I do, I do still stand. I think this it's gonna be more like teenager Anakin, and I guess this is where Anakin and Padawan, Pat, Padawan, Pat, Padme <laughs> would start being interested. In, how old's Padme? Not ten. He's like. I know Natalie Portman was like 16 or 17 when this movie came out. Young adult. Um, yeah. Mm. Creepy. I can tell you that. She's creepy age. Oh, boy. Uh, fuck. <laughs> it's creepy for her to be hitting on a 10-year-old. So they got to do the training of the uh, of, of Anakin. So I imagine it's going to be a bunch of like Obi-Wan being like, Anakin, you need to harness the force of your awakening. <laughs> <laughs> and stop being a fucking stop looking at Padme. I don't know why. I'm trying to. I can't think of a reason she would still be with them. And I'm curious what the movie's reason is gonna be. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, does not bode well for E. And I think that's gonna be most of it. Uh, Obi Wan can't die because he's in the he's in the original trilogy. There's gotta be something has to happen to like make. Anakin, ups- his mom's going to die. That's my guess. Okay. He's going to be training, and then he gets news that his mom dies and loses it. Okay. Okay. That's my guess. All right. Well, um, e. hi. people want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? Yep. Uh, you can do that on our Facebook, on our Twitter, on our Instagram, The Last Ones In, or The Last Ones In Podcast. We have an email. The last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your episode one opinion. Send us your midichlorians. <laughs> Send us your maxillorians. Yeah, what's your midichlorian count? <laughs> How much diabetes you got? I will say, though, because something that I did notice that happened recently is that Drya went ahead and made it a little bit easier uh, to find all this stuff in our link tree. Yeah. Yeah, we got a link tree. Yeah, so uh, that's that's everywhere on our socials and stuff now. Yeah. So. yeah. so if you have a hard time finding our social medias, you can find it in our link tree now. Yep. Yeah. Link tree, link.tree slash the last. L-O-I-P. L-O-I-P. Link.tree slash L-O-I-P. There you go. So there's a there's a convenient link for you to follow. Um, You can probably find it in the uh, description of us on whatever you're listening. Yeah. So, woo. Woo. <laughs> you can you can get mad at me for having opinions. <laughs> to be fair, 
You're in the Star Wars universe now. It doesn't matter what opinion you're yeah, have. I Someone's going to hate it. Yeah, I could have said this is the best. I could have said this is the worst. I could have said this is mediocre. I did say this is kind of mediocre. No, I said it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars is Schrodinger. No, not Schrodinger's. Uh, what's the cat thing? Schrodinger's yeah, cat. That's Schrodinger's cat. Okay, yeah. Star Wars fan base is Schrodinger's fan base. <laughs> it is both good and bad at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You, that's actually a good way to put it. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know what that means, Robbie? You should take us out. Oh, no. (laughs) So, if you're going out and about, remember we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Do what you can to stay six feet apart from each other. Wear a mask if you're going to go out in public. Make sure to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. And if not, do what you can to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. We do know it's tough to have to separate like this, but it is necessary until things can get better. Yeah. But whether this is the very first episode that you've heard of us, considering it's a Star Wars episode, yeah, very possible. or whether you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. Every single month from here until December, yep, every... we will have one Star Wars episode out. And then a bunch of stuff in between that. Yeah. Ooh, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Talk to you again next week. Bye. Later. Bye. Yeah, just switch up how you hold it. Just like maybe insert it <laughs> yeah, into your nostril next deal. time and then do it that Ooh, way. Try it with your feet. I might. Well, I wear steel toe boots <laughs> at work. Were you just like <laughs> actually I thinking can, about I considered that? it for a second. <laughs> I think he's I considered like, it up until I like, thought about my supervisor coming up like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> just going to ink all over your hand. Just be right handed. Stop being weird, Robbie. Mm, no. You could. Well, I don't know if you can find this one on LaserDisc, actually. Oh, uh, no. Really? 99? Yes. Yeah, like there, there was still uh, laser disc in '99. Really? I think so. Hmm. I I know it was like towards the end. I want to say it was like 2003 or something. Whenever they could not have been doing laser discs that late. Really? Yeah, because there was still laser disc whenever there was DVD. DVD just pushed it out. I'm trying to think because there were like random things on laser disc. Like, yeah, like oh. it wasn't like huge and popular, but there was technically a laser disc. I'm gonna have to fact check this. Yeah, I could be wrong. Like, if not but... laser disc VHS. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely on VHS. It's definitely on VHS and DVD and Blu-ray and 4K. Hey, it is on Laserdisc. Holy shit. (laughs) Well, there you you go. You can get the Japanese import of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace on Laserdisc for the low, low price of $119.99.